0: So he sat me down and at the kitchen table and he plopped down in front of me a stack of triple X rated pornographic magazines. I'd never seen pornography in my life. I had no idea what that was. And I started flipping through the pages.
1: Many women have said that there is nothing as painful as finding out that their husband is addicted to pornography or has been having an affair. In her eyes, their life has been a lie, and it's almost unbearable to think about the future. For most, the last thing that these wives want to hear is that they should fight for their marriage. But please, stay with us today, because we're going to hear from three women who lived this same nightmare and made the very difficult decision to fight for their marriages. And since then, they have helped hundreds of other women make that same decision. I'm your host, Nate Dancer. Today we're asking the question why should a wife fight for her marriage on Purity for Life? I have to say right up front before we get started here the issues surrounding this very painful topic are too numerous to discuss we can't offer a simple solution to anyone facing the devastation of an unfaithful husband because there is no one-size-fits-all answer but i can say this every wife should be willing to fight for her marriage knowing the right way to fight will require wisdom input from godly people, and sensitivity to the Lord's voice. When our co-founder Kathy was 20 years old, she decided to marry Steve Gallagher. Her hopes for a happy future were quickly shattered as she realized that something was horribly wrong. His wandering eyes, his emotional disconnect, his uncontrollable temper, Soon she would find out just how big the problem really was, and she would have a big decision to make.
0: I knew there was real problems in the marriage because he was so mad at me all the time. I mean, he was always angry, always complaining. I could never do anything good enough. I was never measuring up. He wanted my eyes to be greener, my hair to be blonder. You know, he just, it's like, man, can I do anything right for you? You know, that's kind of how it might be the volcanic explosion that came out of me. And then one day after one of those explosions, i finally, I just snapped and I'm, I was losing it. And he said, sit down, I wanna to talk to you. So he sat me down and at the kitchen table and he plopped down in front of me a stack of triple X rated pornographic magazines. I'd never seen pornography in my life, I had no idea what that was. And I started flipping through the pages. There's just no words. That's the problem. That was it. And that's basically what he was saying to me. He was telling me, this is why there's so much hostility in our home, because of this, but this is who I am. And he in essence said, this is what I do. If you don't like it, there's the door. That's basically what he was saying to me. So I'm, I mean, it's like with all of the already verbal, what I would call verbal abuse, I was so beaten down. And I had, I had long since basically walked away from the Lord. I didn't know how to walk with the Lord, never got my feet under me. So I didn't know how to cry out to God. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to get into the word of God. I didn't know that that's what I needed to be doing. But I think because of all the verbal abuse and everything that was going on, I was so beaten down that when when that blow came, I was just like leveled and didn't have the wherewithal to resist, to stand up against it, to leave. I didn't know what to do.
1: Kathy was so beaten down that, at this point, she was willing to do anything to make him happy. That led her down a very dark road because he could not be satisfied. Eventually, the pain was too much, and she left Steve. While on her own, she met a man who swept her off her feet.
0: I knew what I was doing was wrong, even though I was finally for the first time in two years, enjoying myself. I was with somebody that cared about me, he was gentle, he was kind, he was blah, blah, blah. Opposite in every way, there couldn't be more opposite. And it was wonderful and I really convinced myself he was sent to me by God. Well, but I'm disturbed inside. Inside I am disturbed, but I'm ignoring it.
1: For some time she was able to stifle the conviction, but God was pursuing her. And unbeknownst to her, Steve had had a radical encounter with God and an experience of deep repentance over his sin. Now God was about to ask Kathy to choose to fight for her marriage.
0: I had to call Steve. I can't remember what the reason was for the phone call, but I had to put in a call to him. And um, he basically was kind of coercing me to come back to him and I told him I said there's no way I'm coming back I can't and he said Kathy just call your mom and dad and just talk to them and I agreed to do that because my mom and dad finally I finally told them everything and my dad was the kind of man he has never even noticed another woman in his life let alone hear that I'm going through this and you know there was no way mom and dad would ever encourage this marriage so I I called him up I was in a phone booth and I called him up and my dad answered the phone and um, so I'm starting to share with him what's been going on and I didn't get the whole sentence out of my mouth dad stopped me and he said Kathy your mother and I have been praying for you and God has spoken to us and told us you need to be at home with your husband and man (laughs) The bottom dropped out again. I literally slumped down in that phone booth, fell to the floor in that phone booth, just devastated because it was my dad's voice, but it was the Lord speaking to me. I had had an option, I had two options to continue with this man that this virtual stranger, basically, that I had ran off with who was a prince, or go back to devastation. That's all I, that was my only point of reference for this whole marriage. I said, okay, I don't know how I'm gonna do this Lord, but I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it for you, Jesus, because I really believe this is you calling me. And I did. I went back. And wow, man, was it ever hard. It was the hardest thing because the feelings were gone. There was no love, zero respect. I was minus respect for him. There was nothing in me, naturally speaking, that wanted to be with him, but I knew I was called to go, and I went, and for four months, four long months, all I wanted was to be with this other guy. That's all I wanted, that's all I thought about. Cried constantly, but (laughs) somehow I was able to hide all that from Steve. And I was going along. Steve fell in love with me. He finally fell in love with me. He got radically saved. He was a different guy. I mean, he was a completely, he wasn't Prince Charming. He was still Steve Gallagher. But he was a saved, repentant Steve Gallagher. But I still had no feelings for this guy. I had no respect for him. I didn't want him. But I stayed, and I hid my feelings. He never knew what I felt like, what I was going through. And um, But after about four months, something started to change in me. The feeling of love started to come back. The respect, I think the respect was coming back. I would see him just weep over sinful attitudes or... Um, the struggle with pornography was so intense for him. Man, it was intense. Um, and if he fell, he would just cry. He never cried before. He never cared before. It was his, he worshiped the stuff. So now hes I'm seeing this different guy and this hunger for God and this repentant spirit that was so... I mean, it was... Just amazing to me. So I'm like, everything's turning around for me inside toward him. And I'm like, not only was respect restored, there was something so totally different in my heart toward him. It's like, that is a man I could follow.
1: Well, these are only a few of the clips from Kathy Gallagher's dramatic testimony. The choice to fight for her marriage seemed, at the beginning, to be the most difficult road. But that choice has borne eternal fruit in the lives of many, many other women. One of those women was Carol Bork, who is now our director of women's counseling. I gave her a call to ask her how a woman can move forward after she discovers her husband's sin. She talks about how God helped her and many others heal from the pain and begin to fight in a godly way for their marriages. Carol Bork is the Director of Women's Counseling here at Pure Life, and she has been counseling women in our wives program since 2011. Carol, as you know, the church is in a horrible condition, and uh, the statistics are staggering. Men are addicted to pornography and sexual sin in unprecedented numbers, and very often there's a wife attached to that man, and she is suffering silently. Last night, I went through Kathy Gallagher's book, When His Secret Sin Breaks Your Heart, and she shared some brief quotes from women uh, who found out that that her husband was involved in sexual sin and the agony. Is overwhelming, and that women really are in a fight for their own lives, and I can I can only imagine that the idea then of fighting for their marriage is something that uh, they would find very difficult. You know, you've been counseling for the last eight years or so with us, so you have you have a good. Uh, amount of experience and also time to see how even the culture is changing. And I just wonder if now, in 2019, are women more likely to be encouraged to throw in the towel on their marriage than they were even 10 years ago?
2: Well, um, interestingly enough, I think there is a mixture, um, and it actually surprises me because today— uh, the culture would tell us, as women, that we don't have to put up with something like that right. um, to just get out of that situation and move on and start over with somebody else. However, most of the women who come to Pure Life Ministries' wives' program for help are Christian women, okay. and so they really do want to stay in their marriage and, yeah, help their husbands to fight in this
1: battle that they're in. Well, I'm definitely encouraged to hear that because, (laughs) just like you said, uh, the voice of culture is so strong these days. And, you know, even if you want to do the right thing, it really doesn't do much to alleviate the agony that these women are in. And I want to read a quote from Kathy Gallagher's book, about a wife who went through this, and she said, Early one Saturday morning, he finally confessed to me that he had had an affair with a married woman. I was outraged. I suddenly began to get up and punch him with all my might. The next month was like a nightmare that I could not awaken from, more confessions and horror stories, an affair with a 55-year-old woman, topless bars, table dances, and so on. The blood would run cold through my veins with each story. The left side of my face would go numb. I went from 129 pounds to 113 pounds. My hair began to fall out. I had diarrhea daily, and at times I thought that I would surely die. I could not believe that he would be unfaithful to me again. I kept trying to convince myself it was untrue, but there it was staring me in the face. (laughs) This you know, this woman is describing pain of an unbelievable magnitude. And it's hard for me to imagine a woman going through, like, going through something like that saying, you know what, yeah, I want to fight for this marriage. But um, you have seen women who experience that kind of pain actually stand up and begin to fight?
2: Yes, actually. <laughs> you know, I think once they get past that devastation— And they're in a place where they can hear from the Lord, are willing to do whatever it takes to fight and to be obedient to what they have heard God call them to. And the call is usually when you're down on the ground in that pain and devastation, crying out to God, saying, what should I do? Or should I leave this guy? Usually there's that still, small, quiet voice that you hear from the Lord, and most times he says, I have not released you from this marriage. Hmm. And so that's what most of these women come into our programs, sensing that God has not released them from this marriage yet. They may not understand why, but they're willing to stay and fight.
1: You know, Carol, I've never been betrayed by someone at a level like that, but I have experienced some very, very extreme mental anguish at times. I know how difficult it is to still yourself enough to begin to hear what you said, that still, small voice. How would you encourage a wife if if she, you know, she just can't hear yet because the roar of of the pain is so strong? How does she move forward?
2: Well, that's a good question. And I know that it was more of an emotional mind battle for me Mm -hmm. Um, because I would constantly be replaying and rethinking all of the scenarios, the situations that my husband had uh, confessed. So my mind was constantly bombarded with those thoughts and those images. And so for me, in order for those images and those thoughts to stop, I had to force myself to get over the Word of God. Hmm. I took Scripture every time there was a thought that popped into my mind. I would take Scripture, and I would meditate on it, and it was anywhere, anytime during the day. So what I did for myself, and I encourage women to do this, I bought some 3 by 5 cards. Well, hmm. I was actually encouraged by my counselor when I went through the program to do this. Okay. So she said, buy some 3 by 5 cards and get into the Word of God and write Scripture in, you know, on these cards and put them. Everywhere, in your house, in your car. Hmm. I mean, I had them (laughs) taped in my shower. Hmm. And Hmm. when anywhere and a thought would come into my mind, I would choose at that moment to either give over and be tormented with that thought, or I would choose to dwell on God's Word. And I love the Word of God because it says in the Psalms that He sent His Word and He healed us. Wow. And that's exactly what he did for me. Yeah. His, his word healed my mind. And there's no other explanation for what happened for me and for many women who go through our programs.
1: So you've been describing how you fought your own personal battle. Now let's say a wife says she's, she's kind of getting herself back up on her feet just personally, and she says, you know what, I do want to begin to fight for my marriage. First, can we talk about some wrong ways to fight? (laughs) Because there's a lot of ways to fight, but we don't always help situations sometimes. Can you give some wrong ways to fight for a marriage?
2: Yeah, um, I think the wrong way to fight is obviously in our flesh, and that would be are wanting to take control okay. of the situation and then to control our husbands um, as well, so some women either will become um, more like a mother to them than a wife, mm. or some will become more like a detective or a policewoman. There are women, and i've counseled many of these who again trying to take matters into their own hands by shaming their husbands or mm. nagging them oh. or belittling them. Mm. Thinking that these things will force him to change, and men begin to to get resentful of their wives. They see them as that being a nag. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not respond well to trying to be controlled, and it's not going to change them. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that we don't understand. Our trying to take matters into our own hands is not going to change our husbands. Mm-hmm.
1: So, how should she fight?
2: On her face, before the Lord. Hmm. Um, that is the only thing I know to say um, to a woman when she's asking, you know, uh, what do I do? What, what do I do? And yeah. my counsel to her is, you get your eyes off of your husband and off of yourself, and you get them on the Lord. So Ephesians 6 talks about where our struggle or battle really is and it says it's not against flesh and blood but it's against rulers and powers against the world forces of darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly places and we so often feel like this is a flesh you know physical battle Um, but it's more of a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. and I think once a wife can understand that this is not about her and her husband, but it's more about her husband and his relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, then she can begin to fight for him mm. the proper way, again, in prayer.
1: You know, I was talking with, uh, with Kathy Gallagher about this, this same topic a couple of days ago, and she said that one of the difficulties she's experienced when counseling women uh, and telling them, S- begin to pray for your husband— is that <laughs> they say, I have been. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've been praying my heart out that this right. jerk would change and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how, I mean, how do you pray rightly for your husband? Because you mentioned that.
2: Yeah, well, I know um, in my own experience with myself, my prayers were very self-focused, especially in the beginning. They they really did center around me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God changed this, guy, so, you know, and I wasn't actually saying this yeah. in my prayer, but this is what my thought was, <laughs> right. you know, change this guy so I don't have to struggle, I don't have to deal with this, so right, I don't right. have to go through this pain, so I don't have to suffer. His, his soul was very small on my radar. Hmm. What it was doing to him spiritually mm-hmm. was really, especially in the beginning, I, I didn't even think about him or his soul to be quite honest with you. Yeah. So um, I know that a lot of our prayers are really very self-focused, and so I think that once our prayer begins to be a prayer of faith, that God is able to do what we could never do, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not trusting in you know, man, but we are trusting in our Creator, we're trusting in God to do the impossible, because if this man doesn't receive a, you know, a revelation Mm -hmm. about his spiritual condition, he will most likely perish. Mm. And so we become desperate, and we intercede on behalf of our husband. So we're putting ourselves in his place, so to speak, Mm. instead of focusing on prayer being about ourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like if you were really in the, in the spirit of intercession, the results of the marriage take a, like a back seat.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think of it as you becoming desperate, almost putting yourself in that position mm-hmm. that your husband's in, and crying out to God like, you're crying out for yourself on behalf of this man who you are <laughs> right. one with. Right. Because God says that when a man and a woman are joined together, they, they become one. Mm-hmm. Flesh. So you're crying out for him, almost like it's you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, if I was in that position, what would I need? What would I want?
2: Right. Right. How would I want to be prayed for? Because right. sometimes it's like the sin— the And the deception that, you know, these men are in, it's almost like they can't even pray. So who better than his wife to Mm. bear him to the Lord?
1: Mm. That really changes things. Um, It gives a wife a completely new direction, a a completely different purpose than from how how do I fix this problem to yeah. how do i have an eternal perspective right. about this and yeah. i mean she's it's just amazing because in a in a real way she's becoming like jesus because yeah. that's what jesus did that's yeah. that's who he is that's his heart and his desire for us
2: i was just going to say that i was just going to say but that's the heart of jesus it really is the heart of jesus now i don't think it happens overnight i don't think it happens as as soon as you find out that your husband's been in sexual sin, I do know that there is a time where a woman definitely is grieving
1: right. over what's
2: happened, and the focus is on herself okay. um, for a time. But, again, as she, as she looks to, to God, as she's looking to the Lord instead of looking at what her husband's done or done to her, and that's how most women see it, this is what he's done to me, Mm-hmm. But once she can see that this is what he's doing to the Lord, first and foremost, mm. and it, it does take time, it is a process. And yeah. some women, you know, go through that process faster than others. For me, it, <laughs> it took a long time to get <laughs> to that point.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate those thoughts, because I think it gives a really balanced viewpoint about this, that the pain is tremendous, and yeah. no one is discounting that, right. but um, there really is a path forward through this, mm-hmm. um, and you can follow God's will in this and not just not just quit.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, yeah. well, thank you so much, Carol, for joining us, and uh, God bless you, and may God bless all the women who are listening to this.
2: Thanks, Nate. God bless you, too.
1: If you're in this difficult situation, I would guess that even if you're committed to fighting for your marriage, at some point you have thought about a separation from your husband. Rose Cologne has been a biblical counselor for over 20 years, and in this segment from our archives, she offers some biblical wisdom on why in some situations, separation may be the best way to fight for the marriage. Rose, we want to tackle a question today that came in from
3: a woman who has been married to her husband for over 30 years. She says that he's been involved in sexual sin for over 30 years. She did say that in the last 10 years that he has been showing some signs of effort. He's tried a number of things, uh, support groups and other things to be accountable, but he's not being accountable to her. And she's wondering if perhaps separation would be uh, helpful in this situation.
4: Yeah, it's 30 years is a long time to be. Yeah, my heart goes out to both of them. I don't know what they've gone through in 30 years because I didn't go through it that long, but it was hard for me. So I can't imagine just how her heart is hopeless, you know, and just do I even keep going on? Yeah. But whether or not a separation would be warranted at this point is is a little difficult to answer only because I don't know what the extent of his sexual sin is but when I look at the scriptures like first John chapter 1 verse 7 it says if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin so even though if he might be attending a group and he's in the light with those in the group. He still needs to be in the light with his wife as mm-hmm. far as what's going on with him and also with the spiritual leaders, with his pastor, because mm-hmm. they need to look at, well, why is he still in the same place he was at 10 years ago?
3: Right. So you recommend that she talk to the pastor, find out what does the pastor know, if anything, and that well, he should be involved?
4: Yeah, what I would recommend is they go together together.
3: Mm -hmm. to talk to the pastor.
4: And many times when I'm counseling a woman for the first time, I'll ask her, does your pastor even know about our ministry? Because sometimes they don't. So that when they have this meeting, the pastor's prepared and equipped to be able to say, well, I don't know how I can help you to break through in this area, but I know a ministry that can help you. And, And then at that point, she has his authority speaking into their lives, and things can start Mm. happening for him.
3: Well, let me ask you the specifics of this particular question aside. When is separation appropriate?
4: When we tell a wife to separate from a husband, we always tell them it's with the thought that he will come to repentance, Mm. and there will be reconciliation. So we usually tell them if you have a husband that's unrepentant, mm-hmm. if there's abuse going on, especially with children, mm-hmm. or even physical abuse with you, separate. Mm-hmm. But always make sure you're letting your pastor know what you're doing. I yeah. mean, not, not to do anything without your spiritual mm-hmm. leader's mm-hmm. support.
3: And not do it in anger. And but, not d- do but it in do anger. do it in that hope that, that yes. the Lord will do a work.
4: Yes. Believe in God. To get a hold of your husband for him to see, man, this is serious. If I don't get my act together, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. You know? It's and really a wake up call It is a to the person call. in sin. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose behind that. If we were ever to tell anyone to do that, that's the purpose behind it. That it's a wake up call for the husband and in hopes that he will find true godly sorrow, true godly repentance.
3: And what should that look like if there's fruit? coming out of the separation.
4: A, a beautiful picture of what it should look like is found in Psalm 51. Yeah. I always tell a wife, read through Psalm 51, you should see a husband that is willing to take responsibility for his own sin. I have created this mess. I rightfully deserve God's judgment. God, I need you to purify my heart, cleanse my heart. Lord, renew a right spirit within me. Please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. If I lose everything, what means more to me is my relationship with you. Yeah, And that's the fruit the wife should be looking for yes. from a husband.
3: And I should say, if you're in this situation, obviously it's going to appear very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know we did an interview with a couple here in the studio just yesterday that went through a separation. And the Lord did a tremendous work in their life 11 years later. Yeah. Uh, they are here, they're serving the Lord, they love the Lord. So there is hope for the person who's facing what obviously would be a difficult thing to do.
4: Yeah, there's definitely hope because we see it all the time.
1: Yes, yes. Rose Colon, thanks so much.
4: You're welcome, Mike.
1: As we mentioned at the very outset, there are no simple one-size-fits-all answers for this problem. But I hope that any wife listening has been encouraged not to give up. And we're here to help any wives who need it. From Kathy Gallagher's Sacred Things YouTube series, to her book, When His Secret Sin Breaks Your Heart, to our 12-Week Wives program. Just visit purelifeministries.org for more information. I'm Nate Dancer. We'll see you next time on Purity for Life. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.